Blog Talk Radio. Jamie Joshua live here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm about to play some of my favorite moments that I have from the show with all the different guests that I've had on this year so far. It's the first ever best of Jamie Joshua live. Yeah, I was just telling everybody how I'm pissed off about my trip to uh, Burger King tonight through the drive-thru on Broad Street. Yeah, that place is always fucked up, man. <laughs> you don't get what yeah, so you say you go there. I, I never go there, but I, I was highly fucking upset and pissed off about it. Yeah, you'll have that about one out every two times you go. <laughs> Shit. Just like the uh, guy from uh, McDonald's. McDonald's is no fucking better. Hell no. None of them places are. Taco Bell. The only place I go to, man, that actually fucks with me hard is like Arby's, man. They they usually be pretty good. Yeah, Arby's are shit. Arby's gets no love from this. <laughs> not, not enough. So your favorite is Kino. So that's what if you went right now, that's what you would do. That's right. After I stare at everyone for a couple minutes, playing pop up at the front, then I make my way to the back, sit on on my Kino. You stare at people when you're there. <laughs> yes, I do, dude. <laughs> Does anyone you ever while you're while you're staring at people, do you ever see like a security guard or something off to the side, like looking at you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Keep it moving. <laughs> you walk to the doors of that place, man. You walk into the front doors. I swear, it's just like everyone's staring at you. <laughs> I seen him pick one guy out because this guy had like a big, you know, those big like starter jackets, like Dallas Cowboys, whatever. They, they became hot back in the nineties. <laughs> seen the guy trying to come in there with that. He was all dirty, like not as dirty as the guy I was talking about at the beginning of the show. But you know, they were like, "Oh no, you can't come in here." <laughs> so it was like dress code thing. So that's the only that's the only level of security though, like right when you first walk in. Like they won't let you in if you're looking like a fucking if you're looking like a drizzling shit and Well that's just Justin Tinney bring vanilla ice here. What is your favorite vanilla ice song? Ooh. Well, I gotta say that I'm not like really a vanilla ice fan. You know, of course, when he came out, I was just like everybody else. I won't deny that, you know. I didn't get the funny haircut or learn to dance, but I knew every word. I loved Ninja yeah, Gamera. We're all from that generation that grew up on, on hammer. Absolutely. NWA. Absolutely. And I'm not going to deny my roots, dude. I, I listened to Ice. Now, I only had his one CD. Um <laughs> And I, I don't know. I will say, obviously, Vanilla Ice, Ice, Ice Baby was the big thing. But uh, how about um, Having a Roni is my favorite Vanilla Ice song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where he does, like, one, the, right? uh, the Popeye impression or whatever the fuck he's doing. So you never heard Hot Sex back in, like, 2005? <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything he's done since that first album. I haven't even heard any of it. I think I heard a rock version of Ice Ice Baby fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just imagine that, you know, because, you know, from doing shows, like, you got your songs with, with a, that you do that you 
you know, <laughs> crowd favorites that you go into at the show and multiply that by 20 years, you know, every every night, you know, I had to go out there and do the same fucking Ice Ice Baby, you know, it would get old there for like two months. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So Not even 20 years, dude. First five years, and I'm wanting to slit my throat from my own songs. <laughs> Believe that Four Middle Fingers' first album never gets played in this house, nor at Clint's house. Neither one of us listened to it ever. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. When it's your music, you get t- tired of it quick. You don't, before, it, before it even got released, you heard it a thousand times. Before you even released it. Now that it's released, you've yeah, got to do it a thousand more times. Oh, my fucking God. So that's when you start fucking around, and you add shit in, and you play around with it to keep yourself from getting bored. We've been through a lot of times together. (laughs) From the days of playing wrestlers in the hallways in the apartment building, to the days of, you know, recording songs in the closet with paper crinkling, (laughs) to the the times of walking walking up the road to mire at midnight <laughs> dude we, we've had we've been through been through a lot of situations Any, anything uh, particular come to your mind when you look back at all where time has went since then well there, there's stuff from uh days when we were kids and um, um when i used to go to your dad's house because most of the time we, i'd go to your mom's house or you'd come to my house but then around 1991 I would start going to your dad's house on some weekends, and and there, there's a particular story that you brought, you remembered from, and told me about when we were in the back of the truck, literally. I don't know if you tell that one. Yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> it's crazy, and it shouldn't have happened, and this is something people should never do when you talk about picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> One thing I'll say about that, though, even though it shouldn't have been done, if it hadn't been done, we would have never had that classic moment. <laughs> yeah, if you're, so what if happened you're listening, again? Yeah, if you're listening, I know what we're talking about. Uh, we were riding in the back of my dad's truck, and <laughs> we were just all of a sudden pulled over to the side of the road, and some guy we didn't even know and didn't even see from out of nowhere jumps in the back of the truck with a gas can and says, Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, that, that's as far as the memory goes for me. Think about it. I don't know what happened. Like obviously we weren't killed. Like nothing like that. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think he was going to try anything since you know my dad was driving the truck. <laughs> but yeah, I think we just probably sat there and didn't say nothing probably the whole time until we got out where we dropped him off. At. <laughs> but, uh, there's another thing yeah. from back then that I remember. That I remember is in 1991 when I was over there, at, at and I saw a big wasp land on your neck. And before I could even warn you about it, <laughs> this wasp stung you on the neck. And I don't know if you remember this. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible moment. <laughs> This is a, I hate dudes who co-sign anything an attractive girl says or does. Yes, yes, yes. That That is a big thing with me because I have, I, I have, you know, you know, friends and shit. And like she, like they, they're obviously, you know, kind of attractive. So, and they say some bullshit and I'll tell them, like, it's just not, I, I don't, I don't know. Because like my, my whole, like the majority of my family are female, so. 
I've kind of, I've kind of got no filter when it comes to that. <laughs> right. And, that, and that's that's why that's that's why you know I'm not like in a co-sign anything they say. If they say something smarter, I'll like I'll tell them that. But like they, they don't they say some really really stupid shit. I just nah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know why guys do that because they're trying to get some pussy. But. Exactly, and they're like, and like a lot of these dudes are like skate away from this girl. I'm like, you do realize you're never gonna get that. <laughs> There's no reason for that. DMX <laughs> oh, is an out of shape coke addict, so unless he's high, George Zimmerman is going to keep the piss out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I am in, I am so glad that fight got canceled because DMX would have got uh, a fat kid. That would have been bad. <laughs> there would have been a riot. Every fight was canceled. <sighs> that that fight. Someone that was that fight never that better wouldn't happen. <laughs> Dude, that was. I don't understand why they even thought that was a good idea. Like the game wanted to fight George Zimmerman, and George Zimmerman was like, "Nah, fuck that." He was like. Mm-hmm. Gonna fuck me up, <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking, the first thing I read was the game was gonna do it, but the game just you know the hell out of some dude while holding a cell phone, filming him. <laughs> exactly, the like with one hand. Dead. I'm like he he would have killed George Zimmerman. <laughs> I was like I don't know why they didn't schedule that because I would have definitely paid for a pay per view for that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh it had my oh my god. <laughs> It was November 11, 2012. I'll never forget it. It was a you were opening for Twista again, another national name, and you're on the show and you killed it. Had the whole crowd singing the words to your songs, and you know after your set, things just started moving really slow, and and you know people were fighting everywhere, fighting, and uh, guys tried to fight me in the bathroom, and then a beer bottle flew by my head and almost hit me and smashed on the stage. I mean, Sam was like, man, what the fuck? But uh, Twista was standing there and just staring at me like he, I don't know if he ever even went on. Like, we just ended up leaving about 1.30. Then I heard about, you know, shit was all bad from there. But I, I never got your take on this show because I think you were there longer than uh, I was. It's basically, man, uh, hooligans messing shit up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people go out and have a good time at the shows and they just let, you know, let the moment get to them and they get wasted and, you know what I'm saying, they start fights and these national acts ain't going to stay if your entire venue is fighting each other. So I believe uh, they started mason the whole place. I was over in VIP and uh, they started mason the whole place and just basically taking the whole crowd out and throwing them out and, you know what I'm saying, Twista went to his uh, tour bus. You know, I wouldn't stay either, you know what I mean? I'm sure he got paid either way. Yeah. So we let him get paid, you know, for just showing up. But just people get out of control and wanting to start shit at these shows. Yeah, that's 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 why I don't I don't really like. Yeah, you know me. I don't come out for too many things. But big shows you're doing, I, I bring my ass out. But uh, it's just uh, anywhere in Columbus, though, it's not, you know, it's red, white, and boom, it's anything, you know, shit like this can happen. So I don't want to put a bad, you know, shit stain on, on any one place. And unfortunately, sometimes places and venues get that. You know, they'll have a, a bit of a bad reputation because one thing happened 
a few months ago, and you know, exactly. it's not cool. Exactly. Uh, just like for Burnsy Tavern, for instance, you know, a couple summers ago, you know, they had that shooting, and now everybody, you know, it's hard to get my friends to come out to shows like that because you know they don't want to be caught in some kind of somebody else's altercation. Which is uh, um, what we talked about earlier. Some of this, some, I don't know, it was a couple hours ago when we mentioned how. Yeah, like maybe you you have done some things. You know, we we didn't want to uh, incriminate you in anything, but uh, said something about blockbuster, and it was kind of amusing to us because all blockbusters are not out of business. Yes, I mean I know a lot of people who actually you know just go in the door and. Uh, with a big bag and just fit everything they can in the store worth money in their bag. And, you know, they'll set off the alarm walking out the door, having people say, hey, stop, you know, that work there, and just not even care and just keep running to their car and dip off, you know. And that's like an everyday thing. I knew people who did that every day. It's just crazy, but I mean, to me it was crazy when you said, yeah, people are stealing from blockbusters like this, but it kind of makes sense because any time I ever went into one, it was just like one or two people working by the counter. So like, I was thinking, like, how could this even happen? But it makes perfect sense. Like, you said, this is the alarm, but people didn't care. They just got the hell up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it is. Um, and, you know, I know people who've been tackled by Target, you know, trying to run out the door. And I actually... Well, I think it would be much harder to do at a big, like, big store like that. That's yeah, the difference between Target and the actual, like, Blockbuster is I notice a lot of people who are big on stealing and robbing from stores is they prefer to... If you go to a place without security... Um, they can't touch you. If they don't have security, they're not licensed to stop you, tackle you until the cops get there, handcuff you. But places with security are allowed to do that. Yeah. Fine when you start start feeling yourself too much, basically. Yeah, a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that. They're so, they have their circle of friends. And when, and when they do get it, it's <laughs> When they do get it, especially nowadays, the term hater is so overused and thrown around. That's what, if somebody criticizes you, it's automatically people just think you're a hater. There's, right. For some reason, they don't, they don't even let themselves go into the thought of maybe there's a reason that they don't like my music. You take it personally. You're just a hater. But at this level, why would somebody be hating on you? I don't have the type of success that anybody should be jealous of. So, so it's not really a hating thing. I, I, don't, I don't think you can call it hating unless you're making a million dollars. Because then you're just hating somebody because they're successful and that's what it's about. Well, you say you don't have that level of success, but you did, in fact, just win an Ohio Hip Hop Award. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. So, too many people on on a local level, they would maybe want to take yeah, a shot yeah, at you. Yeah, you downside stuff like that. But but the thing is, I haven't. I don't think I've 
received any hate just for for getting that award. Maybe I don't. I don't oh know, I haven't, but I haven't. I haven't seen it, man. I haven't seen it, but uh, what was that like that night it, when you? Uh, this was in Cleveland, and uh, I'm sure MDK was like, up for every award. Yeah, he um, he wasn't actually there, but uh, he had people from his team there, and they, they took home like ten or eleven awards that night. It was something crazy. Remember the dude took a picture of it, like hanging out the van with like all the awards around, and it was crazy. But um. Yeah, it was. I didn't really did not expect to win that. Um, so it was it was definitely a big surprise. The whole time I was just nervous to get to that point where I didn't win it. I was just just wanted to get it over with and then figure out what to say when I lost. Just to, I, it didn't bother me. But so winning it like really threw me off, and I didn't even know what to say. It's going to happen. I mean, they have already had meetings at uh, City Council in Columbus. Like, like marijuana will be legalized in Columbus, Ohio, everywhere, eventually. Like, uh, Colorado, Washington, different places are already, you know, leading the way. Just like gay marriage. <laughs> you know, so like those are the two things, uh, getting legalized in different states. Oh, about gay marriage. I tell us about gay marriage, man. Legalizing, yeah, marriage, marriage, one, marriage, one, yeah. And another thing I could say, shout out to Mexicans, man. Y'all could, y'all could be the best, the best. You come to guys. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a Isidro. <laughs> Isidro, Eugenio, you remember all them? Guadalupe? Yeah, yeah, the Mexicans. I love the Mexicans. What about them? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to go into any stories about them. So, one funny oh, uh, story I want to get to real quick. Or are you going to talk about the wave pool at one time? Yeah. Yeah. One one thing about one thing. I was going to talk about uh, the guy you had beef with at uh, Tim Hortons. And Hilliard. Oh, that's my nigga. That's my nigga. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep watching the windows, bitch. Keep watching the windows, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he heard me. You know that he looked at me and he heard me. That's the point. Like, uh, what? I know, like, I don't know if you even listened to that show, but, um, what would you have to say to people that, um, are trying to do business there at your, at your spot, or, or like, what do they need to do to be taken seriously? Like, what, what are the do's and don'ts if, if you're trying to actually get somewhere and be at Evolution or, or perform there? Well, you know, in a sense of the law, I love, I love, I love local artists. I love local artists. I, I, I strive to, to help a lot of local people out and this, that, and the other, but, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of local people who don't support each other. There is no team. It's all about me, 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 and what I can get. The fact of the matter is everybody says, oh, I can fill your club, I can fill your club. And not to bash on any other clubs in the area, but, you know, most of their clubs can fit in a corner of my club, you know. So if you think you can fill a place up that's going to have 50 to 100 people, well, it looks as bad at Evolution if you have 50 to 100 people in my club. And... Yeah. Usually the draw that people have, like, I, I, guess I can pack this place, but a lot of people, what they do, in a sense of it all, 
If they want to get there, they're worried about themselves. That's pretty much what it comes down to. They're worried about themselves. And what they do for themselves is they try to get you into, let you have them in their, your club to play their music for they can try to grow the fan base. Well, unfortunately with that, most of my fan base, in a sense, that are coming out to dance and party and have a good time on a Friday and Saturday night, are not there to listen to some guy who thinks he's a rapper. That's just the bottom line. Now, I think there's a lot of great talent in Columbus, Ohio, but they ain't willing to pull together and be something. They they want to rap about this life and that life and this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not all about that. I'm a club. I'm a dance club. You want to come at me, correct? Come at me with something that I can play on the radio that would actually be willing to play on a radio, you know? And there's a reason why it's called underground. There's a reason why it's called mainstream hip-hop, you know? You have to go back to life. The difference to, like, the young hip-hop or young rap listeners nowadays, they need something that is actually hip-hop. I mean, I, I like I said, I go to a lot of basketball games, you know, scout talent. And I, I definitely pay attention to, like, the pre-game playlist. And the majority of the music that I hear is, like, Chief Keith, Young Scooter, um, just like these VBE trap artists that, I mean, it's just, it's, the, the content is terrible. The beats all sound the same, and that's like what all the kids, all the young kids are listening to. Um, and I don't know if, even if Nas comes out with the album with DJ Smear, I don't know, you know, how well it's going to be, re- be received by you know, these young kids that hear the same you know, content. This um, content looks better, like it's just, I don't know. I, I hate I hate that type of you know type of rap, um, but that's what all the kids you know seem to be buying into. Yeah, yeah. Two games of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it pains me. People will come over to my house and just turn on two chain songs. And this is almost like a living hell for me. <laughs> One day I was in the car. I was actually with this rapper below. And I asked him, I was like, do you like two chains? He was like, no. <laughs> yeah, we kind of, we kind of already, you kind of already said a lot already in the beginning. But um, as far as uh, what artists need to do to be taken seriously, it's like uh, I'm sure you get like uh, tons of people all the time telling you, yeah, check out my shit, this and that. So what, what kind of artists like do you look for? I know, I know you already said like Protege is your main, you know, focus right now. But uh, if, if someone would, oh. like, what would oh, you be looking for? Man, that, really, really, a lot of, um, really, man, the, the, the major, 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 major thing. A lot of people take this for granted and they really think about it, but you need fucking money backing bad. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these guys out here with your, with your, your homies and doing whatever, whatever to get their paper and just blowing and going to strip club and just throwing money, take one of the moments to the side, like, man, if you really believe in me, bro, that's my money in that, you know what I mean, take a year off from the strip club, <laughs> you know what I mean, put that money into me, the money you was going to spend at the strip club that night, spend it on me for me to go to go to Texas, you know what I mean, to perform at this little festival or something, it costs 25 bucks to, for an entry fee, I can just go out and perform, you know what I'm saying, I get the rest of the money together, just throw me a little something, we can go together, you know what I'm saying, no, they don't think like that, you know what I'm saying, money's a big thing. Me personally, you know, I mean, I've, I've learned and despised different ways of, you know, what I mean, uh, of of making shit work. You know, what I'm saying with least money. You know, what I'm saying, but 
that, that's a whole different lesson. You gotta pay for that. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, but really, man, it's um, I, I look. People hit me up, and you know, there's a couple of great artists I definitely want to work with. Um, but we, we'll talk about that later. But what I really look at, and I go, somebody hit me up. I go on that Facebook. I go on that Instagram. You know, like they say jobs do. You know, what I'm saying when you apply for a job, you know, I go in there and I check out like. Oh, that he got like lean. He riding around with lean in his his car all the time. I gotta worry about this cat going to jail all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he always like going through it with his baby's mom? You know what I mean? Or is she going through it with her baby's dad all the time? You know what I mean? Like, cause you show things like that on the social net network. You know what I mean? Media sites, people like, damn, this motherfucker always oh, some drama with this shit. You know, I'm not trying to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, usually you see me on Facebook. I'm venting. I vent for like like 20 minutes and I delete it. You know what I mean? People see it like or whatever, but they don't realize I delete it. Not long after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything's supposed to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't let people know what hurts you out there. You know what I mean? People take that and just rip it apart. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. Like- Jamie Joshua Live, Sunday nights at 11 on Blog Talk Radio.